That's a good one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Faces Radio, episode... Dos Manos. Where are we? Episode 9? Episode 9. Thanks uh, again for listening, and thank you very much for all your feedback, too. We've been getting a lot of comments and uh, emails lately, and uh, people have been digging it, mostly musicians and stuff, which is which is cool to hear from, too. Yeah, that's the best people to hear from. Yeah. Uh, my name is Ira Malkin. Yes, it is. Sitting right across from me is Mr. Brian McClenny. Yes, and Ira, I have to tell you. Oh, are you going to interrupt my whole intro here? <laughs> Just for a second. What? Oh, and this is this is literally the last interruption you're going to get from me because is there something on my face I need to. <laughs> the last episode, <laughs> which has just been released out there, um, with Oliver I was Wood. with Oliver Wood, and I was listening to it, and it really became quite. You know, you know, I'm a big Oliver Wood fan. I'm going to say that this is only going to happen if we, by some grace of God, get Chris or Rich Robinson in here from the Black Crows <laughs> or anybody from the Black Crows. You know. I promise it will never be the one face radio show again. Oh, <laughs> because saying, I saying you really talked a little much in the episode woo. eight. So I'm gonna keep kinda quiet. You know, today. I, I I'm did. gonna lay back, I'm gonna be mellow. You're gonna shut up right now? I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I told you this was gonna be my one interruption. If you haven't figured it out yet, that's Brian McClenning over there. <laughs> Our special guest today is a guy named Joe McGinnish. I'm sorry, I messed that up already. No, Joe McGinnis. Joe McGinnis. Yeah. He Joe was McGinnis. doing an impersonation of Appreci- Joe McGinnis. Joe McGinnis. His grandfather. <laughs> this is my Jackie Mason. <laughs> what? This what? Joe McGinnis. This Joe McGinnis. Who is this guy? He is a guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the banjo. I don't know if that's uh, the dobro. Is that Jackie Mason or was that Howard Yogi Stern's Bear. father? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Yogi Bear. So say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. And uh, he also brought his daughter along. Say hello, Matilda. Real loud. But <laughs> <laughs> well, she's just gonna hang back and, and listen today, I guess. And we're gonna try and watch our language because she's only going into second grade, and we want to um, <clears throat> class it up a little bit today. Oh yeah, <laughs> good luck. Uh, she says it doesn't matter. She so. says it doesn't matter. Of course, it doesn't matter to her. That's she's right. gonna love it. You know, she's gonna be able to tell dad. Ooh, I heard you say the F word. I heard you say the SH one and the B one. You hey, said them all. You better be careful. We might learn some new ones today. I know, right? Mm-hmm. All right, good. She's going to zone right good, on, her, good. on right. the video game. She doesn't know what we're talking about, and that's probably good. Break out that game, boy. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> she can spell, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> just, just pull her up to a microphone. Yeah, here. right. Um,. Well, we were just talking uh, before we started recording here that this probably is going to this will be a cool interview because even though I'm you know kind of familiar with your music you know and I dig it and everything, um, we just really don't know much about you at all right. you know and uh, oh, look what happened oh, you forgot Ira to tell me <laughs> to turn the ringer down yeah I know all right, the I'm best Joe start. was he yelled on our very first episode I had my phone on the table. And or on one episode, it was the second one actually, and the ringer goes off. But I had it on vibrate. Right. It goes off, and he starts yelling. At me. Yeah, I mean, joking, you know, bust, busting my chops. And <laughs> about thirty seconds later, his phone goes off in his pocket, and it was the same guy trying to call both of us. Yeah, I know. That, that was awesome. the best part of it all. That was pretty good. I wasn't bad. That was a great Two Faces Radio moment. A good Two Faces Radio. So anyway. What I was, oh, of course, and now I'm getting the interference because uh, you're unbelievable. See, even if you turn the silent off, maybe I'm going to have to take this show over once again. Yeah, it's going to be one face radio, <laughs> two weeks in a row. <laughs> two weeks. In well, a row. like I was trying to say, uh, we don't know much about you, and we will find out everything mm-hmm. we need to, I guess. Yeah. Um, but the first thing we're going to do is uh, hear some of that music. Yeah, I we guess. like to give people a taste. And uh, what do you got for us? Yeah. I'm going to start with uh, this tune called Hellhounds Blues on my first record. Cool. Cool. And that's on your MySpace page, I noticed. It is, yeah. 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 What's the first record called? From These Seeds. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. 
Give it up over there. <laughs> Our audience. Want to hear those little hands in the That's background. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so That's nice, man. Yeah, man. That's killer. Thank you. How did you develop that style? Because it's not just it's a... Kind of a it's kind of a combination. Scraping. I started out... When I first started playing guitar, after I got away from the initial Stevie Ray whatever thing I think all yeah. guitar players do, I, I started playing a lot of classical music. Uh-huh. And... Uh, Shortly after that, joined a bluegrass band and started doing a lot of flat picking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Were you like training in classical or just kind of on your own? No, I mean, just on my own. I, mean, yeah. I, I was hardcore going for it. Yeah. But, uh, I wasn't taking lessons or anything like that. Um, and joined a bluegrass band and just couldn't keep a hold of a pick. Just <laughs> was always showing up to gigs with no pick, so I had to figure out some way to make the flat picking sound sound right. cool without a pick. Cool. cool. So it just kind of came from messing with classical music and messing with the rhythm, making it blues. Yeah, I like how you uh, <laughs> sort of shift the the rhythms a little bit. It, I can't. I'm not. I'm not sure if you change the downstroke at any point. It kind of sounds like you kind of shift the one or something it, like that here and there. It's just different accents. I like yeah. accenting different off kind of beats just to exactly instead of just tapping your head one, two, three, right. four. It exactly. Makes you twist a little bit. Well, it's, so ban- no, it's I agree. banjo-ish. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Banjo-ish. But there was that little as- aspect what you're talking about where you kind of shift that right. that little thing here and there. I love to do that same kind of thing too yeah. with writing. If you can seamlessly change um the uh, the time signature. Right. I love to do a time signature where it's seven eight or it's six four, but nobody or you know, but nobody can tell. Right, right. and that's kind of cool. You know, except there's something the going on, except for the musicians. And there's something interesting to everybody, right. but most people can't really put their finger on it. And that was really cool. I like I like your style. Forceful player too. You know, I mean, definitely yeah. like really grabbing those strings, you yeah, know, and, and pulling on them. I like to pull them. I, uh, my low E string is what I break the most. Right. I was I was gonna say I was like I bet you uh, you probably have problems with that every once in a while yeah even on acoustic and what are you playing there because i'm a gibson man myself and i noticed you're playing it's a uh, a, aj it's the remake of a it's a 150 it's a j150 it's it's a remake of the old 60s version okay cool it's got a nice sound yeah it does sound pretty good that's one of those big fat bodies right that's not the dreadnought that's the big big uh, fatty there yeah i dig that that's cool it's definitely got a good sound for him Very here, nice, anyway. yeah. And you got the uh, cotton cotton pick guard there. Yeah, beat it up real good. It's cool. 
The cotton picking cotton cut pick guard. What is it called? The cotton. It's got like the. Doesn't have like the cotton. Yeah, yeah, it's a little like poppy balls. Poppy or, balls, uh, cotton balls, cotton balls. Gotcha. Kind of, you know, off the tree there. Yeah. Real natural. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured we'd talk about kind of more what you're doing now, and then we'll go back, you know, into the past a bit. Yeah. Uh, well, just for a second. I mean, um, last week, you know, you played with uh, Oliver Wood, who was our last guest right. at the five spot, which I unfortunately had to miss that show, but Brian went down there. I was down there. I know. Good time. <clears throat> and I know you've been Real playing a, a bunch with him. Yeah, we do uh, maybe once a, once or twice a month sometimes. Right. We make it a little more rare, and it's, it's uh, always a blast. Right. A happening. Yeah, that makes it a happening that yeah. way. And do you do mostly gigs? Well, I know you know recently you've been playing more electric gigs. Is that a recent thing, or uh, with, not, a, with a, other me- band members? Or Not really. I... I I like playing with other people. It's yeah. a matter of can I make enough money with yeah. booking the band also. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. I mean, obviously, I make better money as a solo, but uh, but I really enjoy the band. And I, I've been playing with uh, Aaron Trubick, who's, right. who's fantastic, and Scott Callison. They're kind of the main trio. Oh, nice. Callison. Scott. Callison is great. I got way back. Well, I don't, you know, we all go way back with yeah. kinda, I mean, I've known the guy for a long time. Right? Well, there's another guy out of the Tinsley Ellis scene. Exactly. Which, uh, but we knew him when he was playing with Tinsley. We knew him when he was playing with Tinsley. He did some shows with us when yeah, he Tinsley's was Tinsley's a connection for everybody in this that, town. I know. Oliver it's, it's played amazing. with him. Right. And, uh, Oliver was his uh, rhythm guitar slave, as he called yeah. it. <laughs> so aptly put it. The Soul Shakers have some real funny stories if you, if you have them and ask them about Tinsley. Oh, yeah? Well, oh, we're really? trying to, yeah. I know they have a lot in. of funny stories, actually. Yeah, yeah they got a bunch um, of Because I know those guys, and yeah, they're supposed to be coming in soon, too. I didn't know they had Tinsley stories, actually. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, well <laughs> everything the, comes back that, to Tinsley. That for them, Stay so. tuned, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Two Faces Radio. <laughs> Episode, whatever. We'll have to build up all our Tinsley yeah. stories, then get him in and see if he <laughs> wants to dispute anything. And then we'll, and then we'll drill him. Right. Um, so you've been playing with Aaron and oh uh, and uh, Scott. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I'm hoping that this episode will be up right before this gig, but you're playing Northside Tavern this Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday. That, okay. Uh, that, and that'll be the core trio, and I'm sure Adam Holiday will come and sit in. And, oh, cool. And, uh, on uh, accordion or on keyboards? Uh, or both. Both, <laughs> both. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I use them a lot more on accordion. We, we've, been, uh, we've been toying with the idea of a, of a quartet of upright, violin, accordion, and banjo. Just doing instrumental composition things. Uh, Aaron plays only uh, upright when he plays with you. No, no, no. It's actually this guy Justin Roberts who, oh, okay. who sits in with me sometimes on upright. Oh, I got you. Uh, Band called Vortex Park. Oh, okay. Well, I'll get those guys in too. I was going to mention. It's kind of a shame what you're talking about with um, feeling like you know you can just make more money doing the solo thing. Right. It's really a shame that you know you have to make that decision. Yeah. Um, You'd like to see more places around town right. being willing to put the money out there. Northside Tavern, which is a place we've talked about a ton on air here, mm-hmm. is great in the fact that the bands come in, they get the door, yeah. and it, they truly support local bands. I think so many clubs around town, unfortunately, don't really want to put the money into supporting local bands. They're, they're always expecting bands to bring people yeah. out. and right. you to bring, And then as a result, you know, you end up only getting... Individual it, musicians yeah. out there. I mean, it's tough right. to place blame on anybody, though. I mean, you can You're say, right. all right, these club, club club owners are assholes, you know, and they, and they won't, you know, take care of the bands and everything, but it's all business, you know? I mean, it's like, yeah, it, it is. is business, they could yeah. probably pay the same amount or less and get in, like, a trivia night sometimes, right. and they might get more people yeah. out, unfortunately. Karaoke. I know. I, I know, which sucks. So, if unfortunately, you, get, the, if you own a restaurant or a bar, <laughs> get with the program. It's something to think about, you know? It's like, I shit. think, though, that when it comes right down to it, I think it ends up. You know, maybe we'll get a club owner in here sometime who can talk a little bit more about it, but I feel like it ends up nickel and diming. It feels like nickel and diming as opposed to like, well, I'm going to make, you know, 10 grand if I have, you know, if I can keep all my money and just pay one artist as opposed to paying a whole band. I think it really comes down to nickel and diming people sometimes. And you have to also be willing to put forth the effort in sticking with the bands and having the full band to get that going so people know i can count on coming out here and seeing a whole band right. not that seeing you know when i saw you and oliver it was more than enough yeah i was. love i like seeing all different kinds of things but it's just a shame when you when you're sitting there saying you know unfortunately i can't do the band too much because right. yeah i kind of look at it as a plus though also because i can book i can book a solo show i can book something with my upright buddy i can book something with my band i can book something with oliver 
play with burnt bacon. Yeah. Versatility. Um, and yeah. I can switch it up. So people keep coming to see what's going on that time instead of Oh well I just saw Joe last right. week. You know. Well sure. and that's, that's that's why true. I know that's why I know so much about you because to be honest with you I really don't think I've ever seen your actual show. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I think, myself either. I, I've seen you a bunch of times, but I think it's always been sit-in stuff yeah. or it's been, you know, burnt bacon or, or any, right. you know. So I've probably seen you mostly on banjo and that type right. of stuff. And that's, yeah, well, that's also another reason why I wanted to get you in here too, right. you know. Yeah, I'm not, uh, not a banjo player at all. Right. <laughs> well, you played all right the other night. Yeah. yeah. I find myself apologizing to banjo players because some of them guys just take it so seriously and I, I just don't at all. Right. I'm just goofing. I just saw Steve Martin on somewhere recently, and he was saying, I I can't get the quote right. I think he was on Jimmy Fallon, and he was talking about how, or or maybe Conan, but he was talking about how it's kind of sad that he's the most famous banjo player (laughs) in America right now. And I don't remember. And they named somebody else, but anyhow, I thought that was pretty good. Bela Fleck, I guess, would be next next in line. Yeah. You know. Well, he's coming to town. Didn't he say it's like the ukulele show or something like that? (laughs) Which, if you remember from the movie The Jerk, he can play. Oh, I remember. Yeah, he was on it. I was born a poor (laughs) black child. A poor black child. (laughs) (laughs) My special purpose. That's right. (laughs) I found my special purpose. (laughs) Um,. So where were we? Okay, so you're playing uh, Northside. Yeah, Northside and then, this uh, Saturday. You got a few other cool gigs coming up, too, uh, I noticed on that. We'll just get to them real quick, and we'll mention them again at the end. And but. me and Oliver are doing a Crog Jam on August 1st. It's a Saturday night. Uh, it's a newer venue. It's kind of a intimate feel. Is it on Crog Street? It is. Okay. Yeah. See um, how I put that together? I'm a smart guy. Listen, you well, are very, very bright. <laughs> you are. You're quick and bright. <laughs> Yeah, it's the guy from, uh, he used to have a venue called Pullman Yards, and he kind of upgraded. It was huh. a cool little outdoor festival that didn't hang around very long, I don't think. But so what's the date of that? August 1st, okay. Saturday, a couple Saturdays. Um, and we'll have your information on our website when people listen to this, they cool. can check it out. So yeah. with that said. Um, now, can I ask a quick question about, because it kind of goes along with, you know, what you do. Mm-hmm. I noticed all your influences. All you got all the Mississippi guys right. in there, you know, okay. Mississippi John this and Mississippi Bob <laughs> yeah. that and yeah. Mississippi. Can you Joe tell that Brian's not a blues guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got all the standard, um, all the standard, you know, Robert Johnson and right. blind and all the blind guys too. Yeah. Blind <laughs> Willie this, blind Joe blind that, Jefferson. blind Bill yeah. that. Right. But um, <laughs> all the bases covered there. You got all your bases I think covered. You have to have them on there if you're a blues player. You right. have to. But you threw in a couple. What? That made me think, are these jokes? Is he goofing or is this serious and how does it fit in? I don't know. Mr. Bungle. Yeah, oh, that's my and favorite Slayer. stuff, man. Really? <laughs> so you're an old rock and roller like us, huh? Yeah, Mr. Bungle was my favorite band in high school. I had such what a What was the fir- that Mr. first Bungle. album called? The Clown album? Uh, it was just self titled. That's right. But Mike it, like, Patton, the whole thing had a clown theme, right? Yeah, yeah. It was Mike Patton cool album. very circusy. Yeah. Mike Patton's got a great voice. Yeah, he's incredible, yeah. Very dynamic yeah, singer. They kind of led me to John Zorn, who's this overall composer guy. Yeah, and I, John Zorn. I love what he does. And it was great reading them because I'm reading, and like I said, the first, it's about five or six, they all seem right in line with what right. you're doing. And then I see Mr. Bungle, and I'm like, see, there's Mr. Your Bungle. Phone. That's your right. phone now. But some, no, see, nobody else would have heard that if you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I heard it in my headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, keep going. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I see Mr. Bungle, and I'm like, hmm. And then I read a couple more of their normal, and then all of a sudden I see Slayer. Slayer. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah. and that actually was great because it made me read all of your <laughs> all the way down. I had to read every one just right. to see what else, what else has he got in there. Yeah, and right. There was nothing else. It was right. just those two There's that a, really threw uh, me. The, if you look through my CD book, it's just such a wide collection. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I noticed you didn't list Warrant and White Lion. And no, no, oh, no, okay. no, no. <laughs> I was going to play some of that today. All right, good. <laughs> Wait. When the children cry. <laughs> Wait. When the children cry. <laughs> it's a finger picking song that's it true is, it is I'm, i know it don't yeah. be afraid listen we we've been doing a country version of uh eddie murphy's party all the time so uh, you could always right. kind of make <laughs> everything fit we did it in the, our bonus episode two episodes yeah. ago. yeah awesome yeah. i'll tell you what that might be a good idea for the banjo though just take all old 80s metal songs right. and play them all on banjo and sing hey yeah. dixie brother oh yeah, that's right it's been done <laughs> but that was just have you ever heard of hey dixie i have yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. great yeah. great yeah. musicians too that first album was a revelation 
<laughs> Hayseed Dixie. Hayseed Dixie. Bluegrass uh, AC DC. Bluegrass AC. Songs. If you haven't checked out Hayseed Dixie, <laughs> if you're not sure if you like bluegrass right. or country music or anything like that, but you're an ACDC fan and a rock and roll fan, check out Hayseed Dixie. Dixie. They are they do their first album was a uh, bluegrass tribute to ACDC, and it's all ACDC tunes done in bluegrass style. All right, but they're not our guest. They're not our guest. Right. (laughs) Let's get back to our real guest here, our real bluegrass country folk blues music guest here. All right. Well, I think it's time we we go backwards. Um, I saw on your MySpace that you grew up in Michigan. Is that right? I was born there. You were born there. Uh, Right outside Detroit, a place called Bloomfield Hills. Okay. Um, Probably when I was about three, we moved to Arizona. Yeah. What part? uh, uh, Phoenix lived in Scottsdale for a while. Oh, yeah. Went to did elementary school there and moved back and forth a little bit between there and California. And when I was about thirteen, we moved to Georgia. And, oh, really? And then I, I started playing guitar almost immediately and trying to get out of Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> what, well, what part of Georgia did you move to? Woodstock. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where my family's been for almost twenty years now. Wow. What'd she say? <laughs> yeah, we still live out of there. <laughs> We're getting peanut gallery commentary. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he's, she's correcting him a little bit. <laughs> she's fixing it. Dad, you don't even know where he's at. Yeah. So lame. And then, you, so you've been here ever since. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, uh, I mean, I've lived elsewhere. My family's been here. Um. <laughs> We're going to ride your bike later. That's right. Um, yeah, we we've been here about twenty years. I, I lived, I moved away. I lived in Nashville for a while. I lived in Arkansas for a while. I just did a Arkansas, huh? Yeah, just for a man, second. That's just, uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you don't hear that one a lot. Yeah, on the Ozarks, man. Went out and uh, lived on a kind of a commune kind of thing for a second. Oh, cool. Decided I did not like that kind <laughs> of living at all. <laughs> Can you give us the uh, top? Three reasons why you didn't like it. Oh, man. <laughs> Anything interesting you can tell us about commune? Well, we should life? ask the first, the, the top three reasons why he did go in the first place. Yeah, with top three yeah. reasons you went. Top three reasons you you yeah. left. <laughs> yeah, I can't really remember why I went, but uh, we we ended up there living on a commune. And uh, did Mary Jane leave you lead you out there? <laughs> it, it could have. <laughs> well, wait. I feel I feel like She's we're getting ahead of ourselves. She's right. such a devil. She's such a devil. Wait, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So. Yeah. You grew up in Woodstock, t- okay, and you were here till when, like uh, late um, teens and I, or early twenties. I probably dropped out of high school ninth or tenth grade and just started playing music full time. Okay, and then okay. just started traveling. Yeah, so I was sixteen or seventeen, something like that. When Did I- you get a chance to pick up a lot of influences before Georgia? You know, be- I mean, you started. I know you were real young, but in the well, North Midwest and then uh, out in the, in the West. I, di- I didn't get really any outside influences. My, I had a huge family that we all lived together. My aunts and uncles, my grandma and grandpa, my uncle and my mom and my aunt Susan all played in a band together. And that's when, when you got here? Well, that was when I was a baby. When you were a baby, okay. Um, and so, I mean, I think the first time I was on stage was I was probably three or four years old. Wow. Um, singing with my mom and Uncle Dave, singing all the Golden California. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And, wow, uh, cool. and they did that for a long time. My dad always played. My mom, mom played and sang. All right, cool. Because uh, yeah, my next question was, how did you get into this type of music? But yeah, obviously, huge, huge musical family. My cousin actually does uh, dueling pianos around here. It's fun. Oh, really? Uh, Michael Renna is his name. Nobody realizes he's my family at all. Because Mike Renna? Yeah, yeah. He, did he play at the dueling pianos place in Buckhead? He's played probably a lot of them around. Well, here. oh, it was uh, Jerry, Jelly Rolls. Jelly Rolls, you yeah. Remember that place? That's right. They yeah, that was right in the heart of... Well, it's probably gone now with oh, all the... Uh, it's definitely gone, but... Demolition. Yeah, they had a dueling pianos place in Buckhead. Right. That's right. I'm, huh. sure, I'm sure he played there. I like I'm, seeing dueling sure pianos. I never went there, but I've seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, because yeah. I, I like comedy mixed with music sometimes, if it's good. Yeah, right. definitely. Yeah. Right. So that's pretty funny. Um, okay. Yeah, anyway, so just uh, uh, everybody in the family played something. Yeah. Um, or sang and... and Christmases, we're just coming together and plugging in and singing harmonies. And cool. Damn, see, I envy that so much. Oh, yeah. I have to say, though, you were mentioned, I have actually a violin coming to me. Not that I play violin, but oh, really? my grandfather played violin. And uh, I know it's just been sitting in my folks' house, and they're going to be moving soon. So I asked my mom, I was like, why don't you send it down here? Let me see if I can get it restrung or anything like that. But my grandfather always played, and we we had similar in the sense we had uh, at all our family parties, we had somebody in the family who played piano and right. my grandfather played violin and so there was always music but it was more background music they would just kind of both play and it was yeah. you know a lot of 
you know, Jewish, uh, Jewish Cle- music, you know, type not stuff. klezmery, but just kind of you know, Jewish oh, traditional music stuff. And uh, you love it, you say? I do. It's uh, cool. I love it too. And so, anyhow, it, it was just always in the background at all, like the family parties and stuff. But it wasn't as much. Um, sort of the whole family singing and, and right. that kind of thing. I really envy that. That's a great way to get it, into it things. It was definitely a good right. way to grow up. Just just the uh, the harmony value alone. <laughs> now, did you ever have that time in your life where you were like, I want to, you know, I want to sing with grandma and aunt. And aunt. <laughs> you know, did you ever have that, or was it so embedded in you that it, it inside you that it just always felt good? There, there. I'm sure there was the rebellious teenage years where I uh, were listening to Slayer. Was it when I? Yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. listening to Slayer and, and uh, <laughs> Mr. Bungle and just wanting to rock out. When I just, I don't know, I, I lost interest in the songs that they were choosing and, right. and thought that they were just outdated. Yeah. Well, we all did that. Yeah. But it, but it came back around. I mean, those so those. Those same kind of years, I, I can remember my dad listening to John Hurt and and uh, Muddy Waters and a bunch of those guys, and thinking, "Man, what are you listening to this crap?" That was one. Of, that was they're, one of the. They're Mississippi playing three guys. chords, you know. They're not even doing anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's an understanding at some point. Uh, so all right, so we were uh, the commune. Moved out to the commune. Were we yeah. past that yet? Yeah. And that was bu- that was before. Was that before Atlanta? No, that wasn't before Georgia because no, you got no. here when you were thirteen. So you went to Arkansas. That was yeah. that was probably that was probably like eight years ago or something like okay. that. Okay. See, that's why I thought you were just a little, little short stints. I mean, we were probably there for two months. Okay. Something something short like that. And I was in Nashville for a couple months, and I lived in Kingston, Tennessee. I actually. Uh, but right before this last album, I took a couple years off of music. Oh, really? Um, and just had some trouble and had to get my head clear. So I moved to Kingston, Tennessee, and, and mm-hmm. uh, just worked construction with my cousin. Okay. And uh, pretty much just stayed out of the music scene for a minute and got my first album worth of songs together. Cool. Uh, and came back and just started hitting it hard. Started uh, After I got back to town, I guess I started playing with Charlie Wooten a little bit. Right. Right. Well, I was going to uh, say you are hit, you were hitting it hard right when you came back. So yeah. I consider you, even though you've been, you know, you grew up here and, and all that stuff, mm-hmm. relatively new to yeah. the music scene that me and Brian are familiar yeah, with. Definitely. You know, I knew, hey, this guy Joe, you know, <laughs> been playing around town and he's really good. And where the hell did he come from? Yeah. <laughs> and we, yeah, we were talking about that because we were like... How have we all of a sudden your name started popping up with all these different people that we knew, and we're yeah. like, where did he come from? Yeah. And we had we had been more embedded in the scene, you know, the North Side scene and all that stuff, right. probably just prior to when you were starting to come in. So yeah. we never really overlapped much. Right. But uh, it's great to see, yeah. you know. That I feel stuff like it's only been continuing. in the last like five years, probably. Right. Yeah, it's just been. I just released my album last year, and okay. it, was, it was probably. Eight or nine months before that, when I moved back and really, oh, okay. really started hitting the scene and, and getting out and uh, playing, so you're playing with everybody, you know? I know. Well, that's great, man. But you deserve, you know deserve it too. Obviously, you're a good player. Oh yeah, great, oh, great um, talent. So that does make a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it helps. And that, I guess, pretty much brings us to now, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you said you were touring with somebody else though, a while back. No, I, I've well, I've been married before, and we we kind of had a brief little road tour of like restaurants and little cheapo gigs that right. you just catch on the road because you feel like hitting the road right and that was just like uh, a duo thing like a yeah. acoustic duo thing yeah and uh backed up a couple different girls that i've been with uh, and uh you always, you always <laughs> go no, for the no, musicians no more so. girls in the band i was about to this point. <laughs> yeah, so. after i decided that's that, one of brian's mantras vindication <laughs> yeah it is vindication <laughs> No, it is. Right, no, right, right no before, chicks in the band. Right before the last album, I decided that that, that was just it. I, I wasn't going to do any more. And, and I think that's the reason I actually got my album out finally after so many years of talking about my first record. Really? But yeah, it has it was, nothing to do with talent. Let's just say that. It has no, nothing no, no, to do no. with talent level, ability. Uh, you know, it's, there's, it's an emotional thing. I can you know throw a stone in any music venue and hit ten girls that are better guitar players than me. You know. <laughs> It's just it's it's a whole different thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then you know, of course, it even got back to us, you know. And uh, you know, my wife said, "Well, you know, maybe I'll come on the podcast sometimes." And I had to say, "Up, ah, no chicks on the podcast." <laughs> yeah. But then he starts, then he starts blaming it. I made Brian said, it. <laughs> "Must have been Brian because you know he had that whole no chicks in the band thing." Yeah. yeah. Well, come yeah. on, it's easy. <laughs> it was uh, that was so easy to do. All right. So that good. That brings us to here. 
All right. Um, well, we like you even more, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So, well, I noticed I wanted to talk a little bit about um, one of the mu- – we have a few musicians that sort of in common there, but Sean Costello, right. um, he played on your record? He did, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah we got to uh, – man, I can't remember exactly when I met Sean. It was the Blue Raccoon forever ago when I was playing there. Uh, it's kind of Oh, my I- God. Was that in Buckhead? No, it was, no. It was, uh, it's like, like Dunwoody or something. Close to, okay. Mar- close to Marietta Square is oh, where okay, it was. Oh, yeah, the other side. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what I'm thinking of. It was probably about 10 years ago, and that's yeah. where I met uh, Bill Sheffield and, and Sean Costello and, and Stevie B and, hmm. you know, the, the kind of the Northside crew. I think right. Blue Raccoon was pre before everybody moved over to the Northside. Yeah. To let um, everybody- yeah, they had, they had a jam up there, I remember. I, I went yeah. up there a, a few times. Yeah. The Blue Raccoon. Just to kind of set the stage a little bit, Sean Costello was, you know, a friend of all of ours, um, local blues, blues musician, mm-hmm. and just uh, and great talent. Was in complete awe of this guy. Let me ask you a question, and with what? good reason. And Let me ask you a reason. question about Sean. What? Because I've I always think about this. I've told people many times, if you walked into a venue and you only saw him for, let's say, five minutes, and you walked out and you never saw him pick up the guitar, uh-huh. you would walk out and say, holy shit, that kid can sing. <laughs> right. But his guitar playing was so ridiculous. <laughs> what do you think, better singer or better guitar player? Oh, I know that's man, tough. That's a that, tough one, man. That is a tough one. Because, I mean, he truly was a dynamic, amazing singer, definitely, too. Right. Definitely. It developed over the years, and we were fortunate enough to catch him I, I, really, as his local thing was really getting started, I mean, at Fat Matt's when he was right. about 15, well, and we 16, we got him to sit right. in with our band. And yeah, luckily, he, you know, oh God, a bunch yeah. of times. Yeah. yeah, he actually. I mean, he learned what a great honor. I mean, he learned our music to come play because we weren't doing blues songs, right. so he had to learn changes and all this stuff. And he did shows for zero dollars right. yeah. <laughs> after recording a Grammy-nominated album with right. Susan Tedeschi. He's yeah. back in town doing shows with us, and yep. you know, real grateful for that. Yeah, he was he was a great dude. So what do you think? Singing, guitar playing. He doesn't want to sing. Come on, don't I'd pressure ha- the ha- guy. If I had to choose, I'd have to say guitar. Yeah, man. you got to yeah. go guitar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got to go guitar. But it's just an interesting thing to yeah, think but, about. But, but so good. I never saw him hit a bad lick, man. Ever. I never, right. I never saw something where I was like, oh, come on, you could have you could have hit that better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And every time he you know blows you out of the water. Yeah. You know, the, the next turnaround, you're like, whoa. You know, right. it goes it goes to the next one. Never predictable. Just, right. just always yeah. on. Um, well, we could talk about Sean yeah. forever. Yeah. Let's so, not for that. people listening that you know don't know who Sean is, never heard of him before, um, you know he was he was real big in the national international blues community, and we lost him. You know, was it last year or two years ago? Last now? year around this time, yeah, actually, it was, it was about April. last April. Yeah, it was last April. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, so you were lucky enough to have He's him play on your album. How did that yeah. how did that come about? Um, just asking him. I think it took a couple times um, to actually get him to the studio. Yeah. But uh, once we made it, we we went in, we did one take of the song. Um, and and you we, were probably like, great, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, he was I, like, nah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's kind of how it was, was we went through it. Sure. And then the second time we went through it, and a lot of my writing, it, I, I leave it down to the wire. So, so a lot of the lyrics are kind of movable once I get in the studio. <laughs> and uh, just did a run with a whole different set of lyrics, and it was just right on. It, it just happened to be the one, and that was it. Uh, cool. I feel real lucky to have him in on it. I felt, felt lucky to have Donnie McCormick in on it. Uh, another one that we lost yeah, recently. Another one. Yeah, another one. We talked about Oliver him. talked about him. Yeah, we talked right. about him with Oliver. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, such, an, such an influence to see that guy. Right. Did um, he play the chicken coop for you? He did, yeah. Of course. On the album. Cool. Yeah. Um, did, a, did a killer job. I was going to ask you, I mean, we could go back and talk about early influences and everything, which we right. kind of did already, but... Um, what are you listening to kind of nowadays? I mean, uh, would you say you listen to more blues stuff or more country stuff, or is it all uh, over the place? And- I definitely listen to more than I used to, but uh, I mean, like in my iTunes, the past week has been everything from John Zorn to the Wood Brothers is, is a heavy rotation in yeah. my player. Yeah. Um, sometimes I catch myself listening to me and Oliver at, at the underneath. I have a, a couple of live shows we've done together. Oh yeah, <laughs> the uh, underneath is that the one, that's in Athens. It used to be it's it's right around the corner from the oh. tavern, but it's a private kind of intimate little venue, and they've closed it down since. They're about to reopen it somewhere else, but huh. uh, just a really cool artistic uh, kind of rec- recording studio vibe. So oh, was, okay. Uh, but uh, and, and we we might actually release that at some point. That'd be cool. But um, 
And what was I talking about? <laughs> well, what have you been listening to yeah. lately? Yeah, yeah, Wood Brothers. Uh, uh, I, I, I still go back to Slayer. I was, I was about to say, <laughs> you still dig into the old rock and roll? I do. My brother plays the drums, and yeah. he is a uh, just an incredible death metal drummer. Speed, speed yeah, yeah. death metal drummer. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. And that's all he does. So every every once in a while, it's fun just to rock out, you know. But, uh, is he in town? Yeah, yeah. He Can you really, play any of that shit? He lives with me. Yeah, oh yeah. Can you? Yeah. Let's see. There's so much stuff I dig that I can't play. Right. You still got your Marshall stack, like, kind of stuck in your, <laughs> in your, in your basement? No, I've lost all that cool stuff to the pawn shop over the years. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think we got into a Tesla discussion when Lefty was in here. Right. And uh, right, a bunch yeah. of other bands, you know, he started playing some Tesla. And yeah. he said, oh, well, watch out. Anytime anybody breaks out any old, you know, uh, 80s, 80s metal, metal yeah. we're all over it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. One day we're going to get one of those guys in here, you know, somebody from, from back Jackal in the scene, or, Jackal yeah. or Skid Row <laughs> or something. There's some of the guys who are sort of hanging around here. Right, right. And we're just going to lose our shit. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to a lot of that. I've, I've been, uh, we've been in the studio for... We went in the studio, I guess, a couple of weeks ago and just kind of knocked out the majority of my newest record. So this was you um, and uh, Callison and uh, me, Aaron? Me, Callison, and Trubick. Um, right. I had a couple of special guests also, but uh, Oliver played on it a little bit. And cool. he, he helped me co-produce it. Oh, good. Um, good producer to have. Yeah, definitely. I would say. <laughs> you know, it turned out anytime. great. There's a, it's funny because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of known as the acoustic player. I yeah, but uh, there's no acoustic at all. On oh, really? Next record. Oh, yeah, it's all electric and banjo and uh, the full band sound kind of. It, it doesn't lose my songwriting things. Yeah. I, I don't think. I mean, the, well, you know, you can play acoustic anywhere. You right. Know what I mean, any right. venue, anywhere you want. You know, when I guess electric, you can't do it. Yeah. Everywhere, so you may as well. While you're I, in the studio. A lot of times, acoustic artists get pinholed into. You should be playing a coffee house or something like right, that. And, right. and I don't do coffee houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that's cool, though. I know for... Oh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> nice one. <laughs> You're turning into Stern now? I'm, I'm like Howard Stern over here. <laughs> Burping into the microphone. Um, <laughs> it's cool, though. Like, already going into it, probably, now you notice that you won't have that. We've talked a little bit about it before, but that whole, like... You had your whole life leading up to that first album, mm-hmm. in a way kind of molding you and getting you ready and forming your sound Mm. and then to go into the second album and already come out with a different sound Mm. just because of the fact that it's electric even if the songs are exactly the same they're going to take on a different feel so that's cool to know already for you i would think that hey it's going to be so different it's not nobody's going to be able to accuse me of like right Flatlining, staying the same, not taking oh, a yeah. chance. I, I want it to be different every time. I mean, I write. Yeah. I write in all all different kinds of styles, and some of them I would never even consider releasing just because. But I just love music so much; it doesn't matter the style. I just like it to be good and unique. And are you going to ask him your lyrics or melody question? Well, I well I'm going to say I'm going to say. Do you want to do Brian's three, two, one? Because I got a couple oh yeah, more. but we can do it later. I mean, we have a little time, right? Is that, but that's not even part of the Brian's three, two, one. What? That no, question. No, it's not necessarily, but I was just going to say like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We do a little, we started a little segment last week called Brian's 321. It's uh, three questions, uh, two minute answers, you know, just kind of quick answers, one artist. So, you know, we can, we can, I've got a few things, a few ideas down here for you. So if you want to do that later, I don't want to put you on the spot too much. Oh, that's cool. um, I think this would be a good time to do it. Is this a good time to do it? All right. Well, let's do. All right. Well, let's use that one. Ira was kind of pushing okay. me with a little bit. Uh, let's start. Let's start over this. So here we go. We have no music for Brian's three, two, one, but whoa, we're doing it now. <laughs> so um, let's start with this. No breaking news. <laughs> sound Um, let's start with this one because I'm always interested in this being a songwriter and being really interested in singer songwriters. Music or melody? Does anything? come first for you does it have to come first how music, does it work for music you? or melody yeah well he means lyric you mean lyrics, you mean or lyrics yeah. well actually well f- for me my process has almost always started with the music and the music kind of gets me started sometimes it's just a melody that comes before the actual words come in right so and i always kind of feel like those are the two things you know, lyrics are always a whole separate. Yeah, lyrics for us. <laughs> lyrics are so tough because they're constantly changing. But right. usually, you find that melody, you lock in. You find that music, you sort of lock in. Yeah. And I've always found it hard. Sometimes I'll have a melody in my head, mm-hmm. 
but I can't seem to write underneath the melody, so I can't really go backwards that well. Yeah. To me, it's backwards. To other people, I think it's completely normal. Right. So th- how does it work? Does it work one way or the other for you? I think for me, I mean, sometimes I'll come up with just a cool set of chords that I feel like some some I'll, I'll hear a vocal line over top of it. Right. That I know it'd be cool. And sometimes I'll have a melody in my head, and generally that's the more complicated musical stuff. Is right. If I have a melody, I'm putting all these complicated chords behind that. Right. Um, so you can go. <laughs> I, I stop myself. It's all, it's all, I was going to say you can go easy. both ways, but I'm not going to say that. Good I'm for not, you. I'm, not yeah. putting you there. I'm proud of you. It's, but you it's, can write it's either way. It's generally the, it's generally the music. Um, a lot of times I'll drive in my car and I'll listen to just crappy AM radio where I can't even pick up a signal and just listen to a frequency. And uh, and that's how I'll come up with lyrics huh. a lot of the time. Cool. It's kind of like your method. It's kind of like my song method. Ideas yeah. Or, yeah. And I'll, I, get, I'll get melodies from it, too. Or, yeah. Or just, dif- I don't know, different little yeah. tricks like I that. I was talking. Brian sits in front of the TV and writes songs. Yeah. yeah. I do it because I don't want to. I don't want to sit in a room for an hour, and if I don't come out with anything of quality, right. then I'm going to feel like, you know, what the hell was I doing for the last half right. hour? Or what's wrong with me? I can't write anything. <laughs> so if I sit there watching, you know, Sports Center or something like right. that, right. Seinfeld, you know, <laughs> I don't feel so bad if I come up with something during a commercial. Hey, bonus. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so, if not, I learned some new Seinfeld. You know, lines, you live you know. a very productive life <laughs> lifestyle, Brian. Very, yeah. very yeah. productive. <laughs> <laughs> a little introverted at times. All right, question two. Question dose. Let's see. All right. Well, um, let's see. All right. I kind of – I just was thinking about this one. What album do you think everyone should own? Do you have an album that you Ooh. feel like everybody should own and, and listen down to? Man, that's a tough one. Oh, yeah. Um, if I – I mean, there's a thousand ways you can ask that question. I just thought I'd phrase it that way. It's not necessarily the desert island, you know, right. question. There's yeah, it doesn't so have to many, be the one, you know, so you listen to answers. the most. I, I think I'd probably have to go with either Tom Waits' Small Change okay, or – um. The Wood Brothers, man, the first Wood, that, that, uh, yeah, not to lose. Yeah, I think that's a must. Hmm. I, I do too. I, I agree with. I you. agree with you there. Um, what career would you trade yours for? Oh, this is the first time I've heard that question. Yeah, what career would Watch I trade after. mine for? <laughs> glad, I'm glad up. I'm not in the firing line over there. Man, <laughs> no, I don't think anybody would hire me to do much of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why we're sitting you know, like here who, doing this. Whose career did you look at, even past, present, future? If you know something we don't, man, that man. you would say, "Man, I would." That would have been the way to do it. I think it's just always been music. Yeah. I'd, if it wasn't music, it would probably be. Oh no, no, I mean, I mean music, but like, what musician? You know, uh, like for example, uh, so you know, I didn't I, understand. I, that yeah, either. I apologize. You know what? You're <laughs> right. Um, I should have said what musician. Um, for example, I remember we were big Morphine fans when right. they were like. They were never really big, but when they were kind of when they were kind of big, and they were coming to town, little five points, and we were going to see the show. And I remember, I don't think it was oh, at the you point at the point, yeah. and I don't think it was you and me. I think it was Mark. Man, I want to hear where this is going. And we were we were walking down the street, and we saw um, you know the lead singer. What was his name? Mark, Mark Sandman. Sandman. Yeah, who looks just like uh, uh, John Stewart. Right. <laughs> <He> <laughs> looks exactly like John Stewart. Kind of. It's yeah, a dead right. ringer. Anyway, go. So anyhow, we were walking down the street and we saw him, and we, and I just remember thinking at that moment, like, damn, that's nobody was bothering the guy, right. and just thinking, like, man, he's playing great music, he's going everywhere he wants to go. I, to us, we thought he had a career, you know, right. a decent career going, but nobody's bothering him, you know. Right. Seemed like a good. So if there was somebody that up. I wanted that I was trying to emulate their career, sure, or something like that, yeah. The path I wanted, mm-hmm. I, I think it would have to either be John Zorn or Mike Patton, man, just because oh, yeah. they. Put together all these different projects. The st- I mean, from metal to beautiful classical music to right. every kind of just experience. I mean, covering all the bases and just playing with different really badass musicians from all over the world. You know, what was that really wacky jazz band that he had? Big City or something? City? Naked, John- Naked, Naked City? City? Yeah, that was some wacky stuff. Man. Yeah, that was that's crazy. Yeah, it was crash. like this jazz band that John Zorn had. That was okay. It was, it was almost like death metal, it's like jazz, jazz thrash. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and that was some intense stuff. I remember hearing check that, that out back in. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's cool. I don't know if you could handle. Ah, I don't <laughs> know if you could handle Naked City. Listen, I would be. Joe, so- we'll talk about Naked City. <laughs> <later>. <laughs> 
boring about this guy. I don't think you he can handle He doesn't know what it. he's talking about. I can handle it. Yeah. Well, All so right, you survived Brian's 3-2-1. Okay, there okay. you go. No, I'm not going <laughs> to let... Oh, that was it? Was that, that three? It? That was three questions. That was only two, I thought. We did the music melody. We did the... Um, uh, what album should everyone own and uh, career were you oh, yeah. okay. I guess he's right. He I threw me off. I was too. thinking it was just two. <laughs> <laughs> I had written one down earlier about the whole the Sean thing, but it kind of came up the right. the better singer, better guitar player. Right. I had ri- I, yeah. It kind of came up, so I threw that out earlier. All right. Well, so good timing. I had to I had to get back into my Rolodex of questions <laughs> there for a second. Well, it has. Uh, it's time for song number dose. Before we what? get into song number dose, this is just real quick. Has anybody ever? Compared your vocals to Dr. John. Yes. Feel, have yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Especially just in hearing you play that last song, it really dawned on me. And it, it was bugging me on Thursday when I was listening to you. I was like, because you were doing a I felt a little bit more backup stuff. Right. So it was a little harder to pick out. And yeah. um, I was thinking about it, and it was, it was really sticking to my crawl there. And when I was listening to you play that last song, it just hit me all of a sudden. I was right. like, Dr. John. Yeah, I've heard that before. I get I get Dr. John, and a lot of times people say I remind them of Dan Fogelberg. Really? Wow. Which, which is... I don't, I don't know much I'm Dan Fogelberg. Exactly, yeah. Have you gone back and researched it? Uh, well, I grew up on it, so I, mean, yeah. I, I know all that stuff. But uh, I, I, mean, I take it as a compliment. But. Yeah. Well, it gets in there as like osmosis, you know? You yeah. just start singing like, you know. And before you leave, i got to get you to tell me where... And you're going to play a song, we'll come back, but mm-hmm. just... Get it in your head. You got to tell me where I can get a good quality recording of Fox on the Run. Is that what, was that right. the name? Is it yeah. that was you? It was the peak of the show for me. Oh, cool. Uh, Fox on the Run. He played with Oliver yeah. at the Five Spot, and it was just a great dual harmony song yeah, yeah. where they had the layer, kind of like what we do in uh, the bands, uh, the weight. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Uh, that layered vocal that jumps on top right. of each other. Back and forth, great song, yeah, and I know fun. that's an old traditional. Or? It is a, it's an old. It's probably an anonymously written. Old, huh. old so traditional you let me know where I can get a good copy of that. I'm yeah, yeah. I'd be curious. I'm not even sure who does it. Really, we we uh, we just worked that one up, and it just came out cool. Well, you can't do it. You can't do a Google search on your own. I guess I can, but I, you know, you go to somebody <laughs> know, who can give you a good. You know, I hear you. Don't waste my time. You know? yeah. I got a lot, my time is precious, as you know. I've got a lot of TV shows to watch, so I can write some material. <laughs> Find some good time. old that reruns. Is some precious time. <laughs> if anybody has any good shows, I can catch up on. Yeah. Yeah, it's know. funny. Brian's wife comes into the house. He's like napping on the couch. <laughs> the door slams. I'm up. I'm, I'm up. writing. I'm, I'm writing. writing. I'm writing songs. I'm writing songs. I, I, I got it. Seinfeld. Speaking of TV shows, man, I what? recommend a TV show. Uh, Do it. Penn and Teller's bullshit. Oh, I've heard about if that. If you haven't seen it, guess yeah. that because it just. It's well, I love Pen, uh, uh, I love Pendulette. Is that on yeah. HBO? Yeah. Or Showtime? It's on Showtime. Showtime. I think it's Showtime. Showtime so that's yeah. the problem. I always wanted to see it. I don't have Showtime. I don't have Showtime. I don't have Showtime. I guess they're Probably not going to be a sponsor for our show. <laughs> you can rent it. But maybe we could get Showtime as a sponsor and then I'll have free Showtime. What makes you think they're going to give you free Showtime? Because it's Showtime, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If they're a sponsor, they're going to give me free Showtime. Um, do I need to adjust that? Mike, do you think? Nah, that's fine. I think we're good. Yeah. What do we get this time around? Because uh, Joe has now, now picked up this the banjo a, that says Thug Life across the front in front of it. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> says Thug Life like a banjo, though. That's right. That's, that's true. Right. Seriously. It is a Thug Life. This is a... Um, I'm going to do a Bill Sheffield song. My, oh, cool. My next record, I got a Bill Sheffield cover, and, and this is it. Well, well, before you start, I just wanted to explain, you know, Bill Sheffield also is another Atlanta guy um, who goes way back in the way scene. Way back. Mm-hmm. In um, fact, wasn't he one of the ones that Danny said was one of the original artists that played at, at Northside? North, Northside apparently was, did music yeah. back yeah. in the 70s. We didn't know that. Yeah. And then it got picked up again yeah. in the 90s. Back when it was crazy dangerous. I guess, yeah. <laughs> right. That's what we heard. Yeah, it was like uh, switchblades yeah. and yeah, uh, kind of a gun and going. guns and yeah, I know. My motorcycle and Gee, a switchblade knife that's to great. quote the great Vince Neil of <laughs> yeah, Motley Crue. The, the great Vince Neil. <laughs> 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 or the who busted his ass on the stage in Atlanta last time I saw him. The pre-face changed great Vince Nailing. Right. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, so, right. this, is a, so this, is a, this is a Bill Sheffield song. He's a friend of mine, and, and uh, he's got a lot of good songs that I like to do, but this is, uh, I don't know, one just struck a chord with Thank you. 
when the thunder roars and it don't bother me. The devil is pounding at my door, it don't bother me. Hear the ocean swell and the rivers rise, it don't bother me. Hell is raining in paradise, it don't bother me. All crumble right down in the sea. God is still in heaven, and it don't bother me. instrumentation oh, I Billy that. Sheffield yeah that's true I'm gonna tell you right now Ukulele, why I can never play banjo, banjo. <laughs> why it's the whole thing of oh hey just four strings no problem this is cool <laughs> and then all of a sudden you get up to this you know what is it fifth fret there or something like that uh, no now it's five strings you know I, I, that, that'd just blow me and the bottom was real high too so yeah, it's everything yeah. yeah. I just all screwy yeah I can never handle that <laughs> Four strings. Everything was fine here. Come on, don't you like the, the challenge? <clears throat> you know what? No, I find I don't actually. <laughs> <laughs> don't you know me well enough by now? Don't you know, like things to come. I easily. take what I got. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Yeah, that has was Bill cool. heard you play that. You think? Yeah, yeah, he's cool. heard, heard it a few times. You guys did that on Thursday as well. Thank yeah, you. I'm. You know, of course, I, I say all this stuff. I don't want anybody to think. You know, you keep talking about this show that nobody can see now, but <laughs> you guys will be. Back at uh, the five spot at some point, we, you and Oliver. Uh, so. We definitely will. Yeah, we we dig the five spot a lot. Yeah, and yeah. we've got a crowd jam coming up, man. August first. Yes, it's going to be a really good night. Yeah. So the best way to find you then uh, for people the, online, the MySpace is the most up to date calendar. Yeah, um, and it's just myspace.com forward slash Joe McGinnis. Again, okay. MC and then Guinness like the beer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and. I'm on Even fa- though he's I'm a red stripe, yeah. <laughs> I'm on Facebook and Twitter and, and all that other. Are right. oh, you Twittering? 
Yeah, I'm not. Re- I'm not really sure what it is exactly, <laughs> but I'm doing it, baby. But I, I don't know what it up. is. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it seems to me that it's just like a mood status update. Or it something, is. It's basically that's like a status is. update, but like I can't keep up with it. It's too yeah, much. I, don't know. I choose too not to. I one of uh, the one of the girls at Fosbot was telling me that she uses it because Abby, um, uh, Liz. Okay. She said she posts links to different shows, and she finds that other people. Just, it's, I guess it's easy to repost things, so she'll find that other okay. people repost things. So it right. kind of just spreads the word spreads a little further. I don't know. That's cool. I could see that. I, guess. I, I haven't figured it out yet. I yeah, know. I'm not. You know, I think this might be where I can just draw that line of I'm too old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever happens. I just figure I got to promote shows. MySpace seems a little dead, and uh, yeah, and I know fa- Facebook is kind of the next thing. But right. I, I still figured that out. But the, I know there's about to be something else that everybody's going to switch to. That's true. You've been doing pretty good with Facebook though, because I get your yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. your invites. Right. I feel right. so feel so exclusive. You know, <laughs> two faces radios invited. on the, <laughs> two faces radios on Facebook too. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think I just became a fan. Did you? Yeah, I know I subscribed on iTunes. Cool. Good, cool. Yeah, yeah. keep checking them out because um, we'll get you back in here sometime down the yeah, road. Cool. You know, what? When can we expect the new album? I mean, I feel like you know a year seems like this album's still right. sort of fresh. So I, I hope to I hope to put out a new album like every year. Yeah. Really good. Uh, You're gonna pull the mud cat, huh? Maybe every fourth year, take just a year off to to get it together and put out something live or something like that. Okay. But I, I really want to, I write I write a lot of songs and I've got, just got a lot of ideas. And, uh, they I, they kind of get forgotten and lost if I don't put them on tape. No, that's good to do. I mean, when you have fans, you know, people are fans of yours. They're they're eager to right. you know, once a to year. It's great. Yeah. yeah, that's phenomenal. I mean, that's that's tough to maintain. To be right. honest, I mean, a year goes by. Yeah, you know, like, like that. I was going to mention one thing about your original songwriting. I thought you did something pretty interesting mm-hmm. with the few songs that I heard the other night. Mm-hmm. That I always find is a is I want to kind of call it a niche. Mm-hmm. That's really difficult. I feel like. And Chris Long from King Johnson does it kind of well, mm-hmm. where you your songs have a little bit of sort of dry humor in them. Yeah, there's some humor. Yeah, there there's some, <laughs> but they're also they're also good lyrically. They're they're cool. poignant. They have meaning to them. They're not just cliched. You know, I I right. really it's am not a cheesy, big, is what you Yeah, saying. I'm a big big lyric person, and and it's easy to get funny and then just sound cheesy, or it's easy to just be cheesy when you're trying to sound sincere. Right. And you did a nice job of kind of just getting a little. What, tell me what the song was where it just ended up where the last line is just like, "But I don't like you." Oh, or, but that's, I, that's, that what, that's one of the new ones. It's, it's coming up on the next record. Yeah. It's yeah. A, yeah. It's a, 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 a funny observation on uh, I, I could have been nice and I could have smiled, but I just don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's actually how it is. It's not like really yeah. taken out of context. Like you're kind of waiting for the rhyme. Right. It's like I could have been nice. I could have smiled, but I just don't like it. And right. you're sort of waiting for that rhyme, but it just that's it. That's it's like yeah, I just don't like that's it. That's the thought. I was like, that's great. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's good. Just say so, it. I'm glad you remember that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a new one. So. Listen, I, I'm, I'm a big, big listener. I'm very, very. Oh, he listens. Very particular about lyrics and all that stuff, so I, I feel like I really talks. listen. So, cool. <laughs> if everyone any ears on anything, let me know. All right. Well, listen, I need to wrap it up, but I just wanted to touch on one more thing that we got into for a second here. Um, Two Faces Radio is on Facebook. I don't. I don't think we've mentioned that on the podcast itself, have we? Have we not? I don't know. E- even if we didn't, um, if you've only found us through iTunes and. Um, you know, or on uh, through a website. Check out our Facebook page. Uh, we got photos of all our guests on there, which is pretty cool to see. And uh, you know, you can make comments on there instead of uh, you know just trying to email us. But if you want to email us directly, it's two faces radio at gmail dot com. T w o faces radio. And uh, this has been episode nine, right? You got it, baby. Ted Williams. Episode. He was episode nine. He was number nine. Right. Because that's exactly what I was thinking when I said that. <laughs> Oliver was Carl Yastrzemski. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, man. <laughs> that is just great. Yeah, what was Coy? What was he, episode seven? Yeah. Uh, currently, he'd be J.D. Drew, I guess. All right, great. I'm sure <laughs> this is fascinating. Trot Nixon. Trot Nixon. He's the best number seven we okay. have. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Joe. Thanks a lot for coming in and doing uh, this. Thanks man. for this, having me. This was guys. a good one. Matilda, Matilda, you want to say goodbye to us? You want to get on microphone and say hello to the whole world? Hello. And I got to go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, sure, man. We'll look out for you. This has been Two Faces Radio, Episode 9. And how do we always end Ira, the show? We always say. When we have things that we... 
are talking about that aren't on the show. But we know that that's where they truly belong. We always say, save, save it for, for the, the show. show. <laughs>